The Nerd and Me Podcast presents The Week in Geek with your anchors, Alan and Jonathan, with the five-day forecast, The Weather Wizard, and Casey Jones on Sports. Good evening, this is Alan, and welcome to a special edition of the Weekend Geek. Jonathan, what's the top story? Alan, our top story, of course, of the weekend of the past week is Avengers Endgame. We're going to go over some of the uh, the news that came out surrounding the movie box office, things of that nature. And we also have a couple of quick hits that are fairly important. Uh, but I figure we're going to start with our friend Jason Ewan from Conversations with Jason and Pete. One of the few people that you and I have interacted with that didn't have as much of a favorable review of this movie that we did. So we figured we'd invite him on for a few minutes to kind of get his thoughts on um, Avengers Endgame. So, Jason, you're, you're there, buddy? I'm here. All right. Well, welcome to The Week in Geek. Thank you for having me back on. Well, Jason, right, I, so- I kind of asked you a question the other day before we did the show. Like, I was right. asking your, your your rating, what did you give it? And then when, when you gave the rating, it was six. I was like, wow. Like, I, I was actually kind of surprised because I think amongst the group of us, you're probably the most on top of the comic books at this point, you know, still. Right. M- more you're, than you're the rest of us. Probably the current reader. Though, yeah. yeah, exactly. And and when I saw your score, I was like, wow, that was that was kind of interesting. And keep in mind, when, when, I, when I did ask you that question, I have not gone to work yet. I was actually off on Monday. And when I did go to work... I, I did get mixed reviews, and I was actually kind of shocked. Very, very shocked. <laughs> yeah, and not that they didn't like the movie, but a lot of people were definitely comparing it to Infinity War, and that's where their the numbers kind of like maybe fluctuated or or maybe not as high as, as I thought they would be. But hey, what, right. what, what would your take be on it? Well, uh, I wasn't real. I was, yeah, I compared it to Infinity War also, mm-hmm. but I am more comparing it to the comics itself like Infinity Gauntlet, mm. which it was loosely based on Infinity Gauntlet. So the the, the nerd that's inside of me, <laughs> it, <laughs> it, it, it has a hard time separating movies and the comic because I want to see more true to the comic. And I know they have to take their, their, their liberties and stuff like that because of copyright laws and, and things of that sort. And so, so I, I give them leeway with that. My biggest problem with the movie, I mean, don't get me wrong, I enjoyed the movie. It was very entertaining. I think I told you that, Alan. It was entertaining. Yeah. But I did give it a rating of 6 out of 10, and it it has to do a lot with the characters themselves that were in the movie on this round compared to Infinity War and compared to actually in the comic itself. Wow. Which it it didn't really – and, and like you said, you went to work and you talked to people that, that had that, that were di- not, I guess, disappointed in some of what they saw. And I, too, I, I've talked to two people and two, one person really loved it. The other person hated it. They said hated I, I can't it. believe they were wait, hated it. Wasted 1350 on the movie. Wow. Wow. And he said he probably will not be seeing in the foreseeable future any other Marvel movie if they're going to do that do that what they did to this movie oh you gotta be oh. kidding me <laughs> I'm not oh. kidding and and he is a comic book fan did this he's not movie, just a movie guy did this movie kidnap its child or something what? <laughs> I, it, wow. must, it must have <laughs> don't make me laugh I'm drinking <laughs> <laughs> 
tell that was good. He's like, I don't care what you do, Marvel, but I will find you. <laughs> and I will kill you. I have a specific skill set. I will find right. you. Um, so let me ask you, Jay. Uh, I've seen it three times. Alan's seen it once or twice. Well, one, once. Okay, once. Okay. Yeah. And so how many times have you seen it, Jason? Once. Once. Okay. Now, I will say, and I said this on the show, it didn't meet my expectations. And okay. I... I definitely think Infinity War is, as a film, is a better film. Um, yes. But I think after re- re- I, for me, going in the second and third time, knowing what was going to happen, I was able to just really enjoy the moments that were there. And I think upon future viewings, it it really helps you appreciate that there are a lot of those great moments there. So okay. um, can, you, can you pinpoint like one or two or three things that really really stick in your craw specifically? Like you mentioned, is, was, was it characters or how they were characterized? You know, Do I have like to narrow that. it down to three? Um, <laughs> wow. I'm kidding. Uh, you don't have to. But <laughs> yeah, I, I, your top no, three. I, yeah. My top three. Um, I'll give you my top one right off the bat is – the depiction of Hulk. Oh, now, okay. I, 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 I own, yeah. I am a huge Hulk fan. Uh, I, I, I own the issue that Hulk is actually, he becomes Professor Hulk in. So I'm pretty familiar with that character itself. Mm-hmm. In the comic, he's not any smaller. He doesn't look like Banner. Like his face did. In the movie, his face just, they, they made him look like Banner. And right. it was like a green... Green Banner standing there with big muscles and doing selfies with kids. <laughs> I don't know if this is a spoiler episode or not. <laughs> uh, but, no, it's fine. Go ahead. Okay. Um, I, I, having him talk like Banner with his voice, I didn't like. I didn't like how they shrunk him down to make him look more puny. Mm-hmm. Uh, and no smashing. What's up mm, with that? That's true. Well, yeah. Now, I will say, out of the two movies, he is underserved because, again, you have the Infinity War where he refuses to come out. And then you have this movie where it's you're right. You really don't get the Hulk the way we want to see the Hulk. Right. The the way I would want to see the Hulk would be Ed Norton's version of the Hulk. How have rampaging, crazy, strong, fighting, smashing. That's what I wanted to see. And Mm. we didn't get that. So I think, I, you know, just quickly off the top of my head, if after he uses the Infinity Gauntlet, that hurt him so much that the anger boils over, and then you got that angry rampaging Hulk at the last battle, that would have been pretty cool. That would have been sick. That would have yeah. been just, nice. Yeah. So it would have been that and also uh, him using the gauntlet. He, he even specified in the actual movie itself when, when the gauntlet's going to be used, there's going to be a lot of gamma radiation which is going to overload his system. And right. he's the only one that can really take that. Well... There is a version of the Hulk that 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 happens, and he becomes a planet smasher, which oh, is oh. he can he can destroy pretty much anything he wants. True. And I was I was waiting for that, and you get a little teeny tiny taste of it when when Thanos's ship blows up the building, and he's holding up the 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 ground in the building with his one arm. And there, there is I think it's Secret Wars number four. There's a cover right. where he's holding up he's holding up a. Like amount, a two hundred million tons, yeah. <laughs> yeah. With and and the Avengers are underneath it. That was all. That was a great homage. I liked that scene, but uh, I just didn't get the rampage. I I I, I didn't. That's. I'm sorry. That, that, yeah, I'll just ramble on if I keep on going. Well, yeah, I'll tell you. I, that was Jason, I, yeah, I totally understand that. If you've listened to my review on Titans, when you have a beloved character, and I know you probably love Hulk, the Hulk as much as I love Nightwing, and when you right. see when you see 
see them done a travesty. It's very, very impactful. I, I can't stand Titans because of what I felt they did the Nightwing. So, well, Robin, which I'm sure right. will end up doing the Nightwing when he put the gun. Oh on. yeah. So I get that. I totally get that. It's 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 hard when your favorite character in what's probably going to be the biggest movie of all time at this point is portrayed in a way you don't like. So. Right. Well, there's one thing that Kevin Feige said a couple weeks ago, especially in regards to Captain Marvel's like power level. And in the article, it said something like, well, she's so powerful. How can she be interesting in other movies? And Kevin Feige basically said, well, the power levels of heroes are dependent on what they need the person to do per that movie, you know. Mm -hmm. And so if you do have maybe from their point of view, you know, from the Russo's point of view, I would say they are probably focusing on the three main guys, Cap, Iron Man and Thor. And and how do you give them their moment if Hulk is kicking ass? Because it's really interesting. You watch Infinity War and when Thor comes out from the heavens, he is leveling the field. I mean, literally leveling the field. You do not see that. In this movie, whether he's sad no. or not, he still has Stormbreaker, and he mm-hmm. was not going wild like I thought he would. Like I was really like, he has this one scene. He's running down. He lays down the axe, and he's probably clearing like a straight path. I'm like, wait! In, in the last movie, you were like literally like lawn mowing the whole field, you know. Mm-hmm. And and I think even with Hulk, the, there's that scene again when right before Captain America says Avengers assemble, Ant Man comes up out of nowhere, huge. And he's he's like he opens his hand, out comes Hulk and uh, War Machine. Rocket and War, yeah. But yeah, and Hulk looks like a thimble. I mean, he was so yeah. unimpressive in that scene. <laughs> like it's like, wait a minute, that's yeah. the Hulk. It actually looked terrible to, to see Ant-Man so much bigger than him, and and Hulk like so little of him was used in, in that battlefield. Where I think Jason's right. I would have loved to see Hulk just go absolutely bonkers. To really see him like Hulk smash version, uh, just to fight, and he was really not essential in the fight. No, not at all. They, I, I don't even know why they even used him. I mean, yeah, they used him for the for the smarts because of Banner, but that's about it. Right. I mean, they they, they underplayed it, and I understand with the the three main characters they were hitting on, like a Captain America, Iron Man, and Thor, but uh, it, it, it was just it was disappointing. But. Oh, you went number two? Sure. <laughs> so, we, so we don't just dwell on number one? <laughs> now that you mentioned Thor, uh, the depiction of Thor in the movie, very sad. <laughs> I, he still, he had Stormbreaker, but it was just a sad, are they, they just have him there for comic relief now? I mean, right. it was, that's pretty much how I was seeing him and him all depressed and sad and you, I, I don't want to see Thor like that. Yeah. I, I, I don't think any other fans really wanted to see that. And it just, it was disappointing to see them change his body to, to the extent that he did. He's a, he's pretty much a God. I don't think beer and M&Ms are going to do that to him. Yeah. But, uh, we just, did, we, it was, yeah. it was kind of sad. Touch, we did touch upon that in our episode. And, and that is something okay. I, you know, I My thing was more like, you know, if he's suffering the effects of, of PTSD or depression or something, don't make light of it. And right. I think they they couldn't figure out where he. And and the thing is, Thor has had such an interesting arc through all these movies because he's a very different character from than he was in Thor one and two. Then he was in Ragnarok and Infinity War, and yeah. then they kind of uh, they fumbled the characterization. I totally agree with you there. 
I mean, but Thor could have just been dealing with his, you know, everyone deals with hardships in their own way. I mean, look at Spidey. When he's nervous, the more talkative becomes. Maybe that's just Thor's way of just dealing with stress. But I also think, just as a storytelling perspective, you know, uh, uh, Jason just brought up the Hulk and the Thor, two of the strong, two of the strongest Avengers, and they. I think you're right, Alan. Before what you said is like they kind of have to depower them so that the stakes are higher for Cap and Iron Man, um, and because they knew that they were dangerously close to making Captain Marvel too powerful. That, um, I'm glad you said that. Uh, you took the words right out of my mouth. There's two words of the reason why. Hulk and Thor are the way they are. It's because it's Captain Marvel's in the movie. Right. If you took that character out of the movie, you give due justice to Thor and Hulk to be the way we think they should be. Mm-hmm. You know, but you have to kind of pull them back down, or else why do you need Captain Marvel in the movie? Well, but the thing is, if Thor and Hulk are at the parallels we've seen them in previous movies, Captain America and Iron Man don't get those moments. They just don't. You don't need them to get those yeah. moments. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so the stakes, they have to raise the stakes. And I understand what they're saying is that as the movie dictates. So you're going to see, look, if the Hulk gets a solo movie, he's probably going to be uber powerful. Um, but, you know, and we'll see Thor. I guarantee they dial back Thor's powers if he's in the next Guardians movie. Because he just, you, you know, you don't need the Guardians if Thor's a full power. Right. <laughs> yeah. So one more, uh, one more thing top of the head, Jay. I was going to go with Captain Marvel, even being in the movie. <laughs> I mean, she 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 really didn't play a role. She came in the beginning and helped out and then disappeared and then came in the end and failed. It was just let the heroes that were the Avengers, the six, mm-hmm. let them fight. Let them showcase what they are. It's their last hurrah. Captain Marvel is going to have other stuff. It just kind of threw, threw the fans off a little bit, I think, that – the actual comic fans having her in the movie and swooping in to try to save the day and but i'm gonna i'm gonna pass on that one i'm not gonna okay. expand I, on I that would, one i would say this i think the russos were, were i don't want to say forced but coerced into <laughs> yes, doing probably. that i think i think for having to have her in the movie they did the best possible thing they could with her, which was limit her exposure. Um, <laughs> right. you, it's funny, Jason. I saw I saw the movie with P, and you can when when she goes, "Look, I'm very busy. I, you might not see me for a while." Which those lines come <laughs> out of her mouth. I said to Pete, "Thank God." I said out loud, "Like thank God," because <laughs> you know, that's toward the beginning of the movie. I'm like, I can't spend three hours with her. I can't do it. <laughs> yeah, I, so, it would be difficult. <laughs> so it was. Uh, it, it was, and I think and. The funny thing is, Alan, is everything Jason brought up, we brought up, too, as things we didn't like. And, well, maybe not so much the Hulk. But it's still curious to me how it painted the views of Jason. Like, I, like I'm like i more able to let that kind of stuff go to allow Thor to be I – like, I didn't like I didn't like it. If you listen to the show, I didn't like that characterization. I don't like the Captain Marvel coming from the heavens. Um, and the Hulk thing I didn't really think about, but I can understand your point of view because you are such a huge Hulk fan. But yeah, it was, I mean, it was nice getting this, this side of it. Right. Kind of look at it a different way because, you know, online everywhere, everybody's loving it. I've been watching YouTube videos up and down since the movie came out about it. And not not too many people have too many negative things to say about this movie. Yeah. Um, when I talked to my coworkers and I was asking them about, like, the movie, like I said, it, it, it was mixed. Some just absolutely loved it, like, just as much as I did. And the ones that did give it a low number, it was exactly like exactly what we're talking about right now is, is how 
how in their mind, their interpretation of particular characters just didn't match up consistently from what the movie they just saw in mm-hmm. regards to Infinity War. And it was just different. It was it was it was a weird imbalancement for them enough to I mean, like when you appreciate a movie, you get so engrossed in it and that's when it when it's it sells it to you. And when you had that one thing that kinda of pulls you back out of the movie, it's sometimes a, a little bit more of a distraction too. And and for them when, when they didn't see the characters acting the way they're supposed to, it actually lowered their how much they actually liked that movie. Right. It was well especially what when you, when you think about someone like Thor, who had, you know, Ragnarok, where he learns he doesn't need the hammer, he's not the god of hammers, yeah. um, and he kicks butt in Ragnarok, and then he comes back in the Finny War and just, you know, the where is Thanos moment, and then to see him, even if they, even if it's a plausible explanation, it's still jarring. But I, I do think I'll stick with my original premise is that they sacrificed the power levels of Thor and Hulk. A, because Captain Marvel is going to be on the scene, and B, it's the only way to create real urgency and drama for Cap and Iron Man in these moments. Yeah, I agree with you. Mm-hmm. More, well, I think more well, so Captain Marvel, though. Yeah, the, the one thing I would love to have seen, which I know, which I know, like I said in the beginning, like copyright and stuff like that, when when uh, Captain Marvel come flying, came flying out of the sky and everybody turns and starts shooting and blasting and they're like what's coming down what is this what what i was really hoping for was one of two things silver surfer or or adam warlock which was both of those characters were intricate in infinity gauntlet Mm -hmm. and they already introduced adam warlock in the end credit scene of i think it was the last guardians of the galaxy right yeah Yeah. They, they already introduced him pretty much i mean Granted that nobody will know who the character is unless you're a fan of the comics, but I think that would be a interesting way to segue into the next Guardians, which is probably going to be around Adam Strange. But let me Adam, ask you, uh, Adam Warlock. Let me ask you this, though, Jason. If if something like that, a, a previously before unknown, unseen character were to swoop in and smash through the ship. Do you don't you think that takes? I mean, it's the same complaint we have about Captain Marvel being introduced a month before this movie comes out don't you think that's not that underserves the avengers mythos and, and the journey they've been through that they're saved by this unknown yeah the comic book people would know who silver surfer was and they would yes. know but so i kind of understand why they wouldn't do something like that but i i 100 agree with you but right. it was just me like i would love to have seen it <laughs> just no yeah my, just because of the fan and their self I, there was a guy sitting beside me in the theater younger guy in his maybe late 20s and I talked to him just briefly before the movie, and he said he collected comics and stuff like that and, and knew the, the storyline. And when when she came out of the sky, he looked at when before she even they even saw her, he turns and I can feel him looking at me and I hear him say, Warlock. And I'm like, I didn't even look at him because I knew it was I knew it wasn't going to be him. Right. And I was like, I, and I, I knew his wish also. And he. He was disappointed at the end of the movie. Also, <laughs> you know what's funny is I thought that was telegraphed. I I thought everybody knew it was going to be Captain Marvel. Yeah, I you know what, dude? When she came out at the end of the movie, I totally forgot about her. I totally forgot she was in the movie. 
So I was more shocked. Like, oh, I damn, this woman's still in the movie. <laughs> well, what, what you do, Jay, Jason, when it comes out on video, uh, if you can do it or you find someone that knows how to do it, you take you take clips from Rise of the Silver Surfer and just input them going, <laughs> going through the ship. <laughs> yes, I will. The ship. Oh, that's Somebody definitely will someone's, do that yeah, someone will do that. Exactly. Someone will do that. <laughs> Maybe it'll be in the DVD, the Blu-ray cut. Who yeah, knows? right. <laughs> or, or when they get the 10 years from now when they get the Fantastic Four universe off they go back in time to this battle <laughs> uh, I, just, I hope I'm alive for that because that'll be amazing <laughs> oh but yeah oh jeez alright well cool alright Jason uh, anything else you want to say or oh no I, I was just to say if you guys have any more questions or any more ask me anything about it I mean go right ahead or if you want me to leave you guys alone for a little bit. <laughs> All right, well, no, no. So let me... Relish in how much you love the movie. Go right ahead. No, I'm kidding. Will you, will you, be, go, will you be seeing the movie again in the theater? No. No. Oh, wow. Okay. I, 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 I will I will wait to the, the the video release. Oh, yeah, okay. Let, let, me, let me figure this out. When you say six, is it like a low... Like a low... Like if you had to break down the number six, is it like a 6.1 or like a 6.9? All right, I'll tell you the truth. Uh, it, it started out as a seven out of ten. Okay. And the more I thought about it, it dropped to a six. <laughs> oh <my> wow. <laughs> so what, let me ask you this: what what what, what, what Marvel movies are it's worse a, than this? Solid, it's a solid six point oh. What what Marvel movies are worse than this? What MCU movies would you what put? What MCU movie was worse than this? Uh, two or three movies, yeah. No, I'm gonna I'm gonna rank this. I mean, let me see. I, I, I did, your well, bottom five, say, bottom three. I, I did. I did not see Captain Marvel because, right. in my opinion, that was just a filler movie of just a money maker. Right. So I, I didn't really care. I, I'll see that when it's re- released on video. That's yeah. fine with me. You don't really need to because <laughs> I, I knew it wasn't an integral part of. It wasn't going to tell me anything I didn't already know. Right. So it was just, well, that's true. That's absolutely true. <laughs> so I didn't care. So I was like, well, whatever. <laughs> but uh, let me think here. Um, Iron Man three, that that was probably ranked down there with like a five. Wow, uh, that, that was just <laughs> sorry. It was just it was. I didn't see the use in it. It was just right. like okay, you got rid of all your costumes. You got this crazy guy, and, and anyway, uh, Dark World. Stuff? Where are you on Dark World? That was a seven. That was about a seven. Okay, I'm trying to think of what what is considered not the best. Um, not now the you're a Hulk fan. Where do you where do you stand on Incredible Hulk? Ed Norton's Hulk. Ed Norton's Hulk? Yeah. <sighs> the movie, yeah. That that kind of... Well, um, I liked Ed Norton's Hulk. I, I liked it. Yeah, I liked yeah, it, it too. It was, it, it was better than Eric Bana, but... Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I liked it. And I, do, you, do you consider that, that Hulk, uh, Ed Norton's, as part of the MCU? Oh, yeah. It's absolutely part of the MCU. That okay. happened. That, that okay. didn't happen. Yeah, because okay. General I, Ross I is the same guy true. as a General Ross now. Right. Yeah. Right. Um, yeah, I like that. I, I liked how they showed him as strong as he was yeah. and fighting the abomination and just going at it. it I like that. That was that's what I want to see. I want to see the movie's potential and the character's potential to live up to the comic. But I didn't get that with this one. But yeah, yeah, it was it was good. I, I like I like that Hawk. OK, so the only only movie you could think not as good as Endgame was Iron Man 3. All right, I'm probably going to get yelled at for this one. <laughs> no, it's your opinion. Nobody's getting yelled at. I'm just curious. Second Guardians. Okay. I like the uh, first one. The first one was amazing. Great soundtrack, right. great movie, great introduction to all the characters. The second one, 
honestly, I don't really remember the second one. I, I don't. If you that's what go you ahead go the about, Living Planet. Okay, now I remember. Okay, now I know why it was disappointed. Then, <laughs> so, <laughs> I, I honestly, honestly, I did not remember this the plot of the second one until you just said it because that's how much I blocked it out. Wow. It wasn't it wasn't as impressive as the first one. I think I was just so taken back on how well they did the first one that the second one they tried to make it just as funny and it didn't work. I don't know. I, I yeah, I, I was disappointed. Okay, that's maybe fair that one, but yeah, I'm like, what if I would have said like Spider Man? I probably would have been like, you kind of would have like blocked me. <laughs> no, no, no. Look, no I'm I kidding. Had, I wouldn't say Spider Man yeah. anyway. That, that we had you on here because we wanted to hear the difference of opinion. Because right. you you can get into a sound chamber where everybody's saying the same thing. Everybody loves the movie. Like I said, they, even on YouTube, I'm trying to find people. I mean, there are some people I found that didn't like it, but their their reasons are just crazy. Like, uh, so if it's an honest discussion with with, with good opinions and I. I'm okay. I'm willing to listen. Um, and you, you know, like, that, I was going to oh, say go the ahead. things you, you know, like I said before, the things you brought up, Al and I brought up on the show, the things we didn't like. So we agree with you. It's just those, those things were so egregious for you. It lowered your score where we were kind of more forgiving of those issues. Right. I mean, there, there were some other, other aspects of the movie, not just the characterization, but just the, the plot holes that they left. I didn't really care for that. It just left it too open, especially for characters that are supposed to be no longer here. Right. That uh, now, now that's possible for them to to be back. So it's uh, I don't know. Well, it, I read somewhere they're not Marvel's not announcing their future plans until after home, not homecoming, far from home drops. And right. I don't know, I'm not sure what comes first, far from home or San Diego Comic Con, because you would think they'd have a big presence at San Diego Comic Con. You would hope. Yeah. Well, they had none last year, right? Last year they had no presence. They, yeah, they had no presence at San Diego. All right, so San Diego Comic Con is the 18th through the 21st, and I'm sure Spider Man comes up before that. So I would expect a big, huge announcement at San Diego Comic Con about the next next phase. And I guarantee you're going to see a mark, uh, you know, a movie title up there called The New Avengers in like three years or something. I did Either read the that the New Avengers were, or maybe the Young Avengers. Yes, they, oh, nice, I, I did yeah. read an article that they were. Because the whole thing about the Marvel Universe is is that they're they're consisting, they consist of a lot of teams, and the Young Avengers. I, I think that's what they're really trying to build up to, also. But, you know, I mean, like, when, if ever they do something at this next Comic Con, uh, man, it's like after this, after what we've just seen, I don't know if they can if can they say anything at this point for me to be like, oh my god, I need to do this. I don't know if they can. I don't know if they can say, oh yeah, we got Angelina Jolie for the Eternals. I think I'm gonna roll no, my I would eyes. Not see that. Yeah, right. I don't. I don't know <laughs> I if there's. Would, any, I, would, I wouldn't see that. Yeah, what, what can they actually say to you for you to be like, oh my god, I'm, I'm excited for this? Like how excited we are now, you know? Hugh Jackman. What can they say? Over. Hugh Jackman. Yeah, that right there. Okay, yeah. Said well, it. now you're right about that. Bring, yeah. bring back Frankie Jansen. Bring back uh, Kelsey Grammer. Bring bring them back. Dude, wipe out this entire <laughs> Dark Phoenix saga thing. They already did it. Well, they already tried to. I do hate it. to say, but like Jansen and 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 Kelsey, they're like they're too old. Because yeah, because because they're gonna have to build. You need to get actors that that can, that can be right. sustainable for oh, here you a go. decade. Here's what's gonna wow you: Deadpool and the Avengers. That's the title of the next movie with the Young no. Avengers. That's it. Deadpool. The Dead Avengers? No, no, no. I that wouldn't wow me at all. Yeah. I mean, yeah. 
Yeah, it's kind of depressing that that we sit here and think about like what is going to be next and what's going to actually make us want to like spend our money four or five times at a movie theater, and there really isn't anything that I can think of or you can think of. (laughs) Yeah, it's almost like they just did all their all their best stuff, and they're like, okay, let's sit back and. Watch us just make movies. Sure, because, you know, we did an episode, right, Jonathan, like on our favorite comic book storylines, like Secret mm-hmm. Wars. Mm-hmm. But how do you do those storylines without these main characters? You know, you, you do yeah. need the Captain America. You right. do need the Iron Man. So how do you are you, are you just going to take like the essence of the story and just kind of like, you know, plug in? Well, we got this character. We're going to use that instead of this right. person. You know, I mean, yeah, I well, mean, it's, how, it's, how they would do it would be just like they did this movie where they didn't use the two main two of the main characters from the comic. They didn't use Silver Surfer, Surfer or Adam Warlock. But they couldn't do use Silver Surfer. Right. I mean, so they had to change it up completely, pretty much completely and yeah. do the whole Ant-Man goes into a little micro-universe and comes right. out and says, hey, let's time travel. Yeah. The just focus, stuff like the, that. The focus is going to have to shift to Fantastic Four and X-Men because those are their next top-tier characters. As hard as they try, Captain Marvel is not going to be a top-tier character. This is not going to happen. And all these no. other side Avengers are getting TV shows for a reason. They're not getting movies. There's a Winter, Fal- uh, Winter Soldier Falcon movie. It's a TV series. There's a Vision of Scarlet movie. It's a TV series. You know? I mean, the Guardians is probably Guardians and Spider-Man are the two biggest properties right now outside of Fantastic Four and X-Men. Yeah, because they're associated with what we know already. But I mean, besides mm. Captain Marvel, do we and Black know? Panther? I'm sorry. And Black yeah. Panther. All right, all right. Besides Captain Marvel and Black Panther, are there any singular hero? Oh no, Shang Chi. Right? Isn't that the? Yeah, they're, they're they're playing a one in 2021, I think. Right. Yeah, but I mean, he's not even super. That's figures. not a I'm draw. Sure that is up. definitely not a draw. That's no. not that's not a one point two billion dollar movie. Sure is not. <laughs> and look, I'll, can't I'll, give it a, I'll give it a for three years. <laughs> right. It's gonna be curious yeah. to see what happens at, at Comic Con or whenever they make the announcement. But there's gotta be there's gotta be an X Men and, and Fantastic Four announcement. I don't know where else they go. If they did a Fantastic Four announcement, if they did that, I think I get excited. I think I would too. I, yeah, I, yeah. Because so I think it, Marvel needs to watch that bad taste of, of the last movie that they put out. Oh, that was awful. Yeah. That last fantastic movie. Yeah. So we'll see. What about I know, you two? You two being same age as me, or a little bit, maybe a little bit older, a little bit younger. What would you think of like Spider-Man as Amazing Friends? <gasps> if it's based <laughs> on the cartoon. <laughs> Based on the cartoon. Based, if it's based it, on the cartoon, Jonathan, then I'll, I'll, work. <laughs> then I'll be. D- <laughs> wow. Uh, it'll, it'll never happen. It'll never you, happen. You know, if it was a Disney Plus thing, it could be doable. Maybe. You know, or right. that, you know, that the, the Spider Universe thing, that the digital, you know, the one that came out last December. I mean. All right. Well, let me just say this, Alan. What? Stop <laughs> it. You know it wouldn't be based on the cartoon. Yeah, I know. Yeah, you know. So okay, yeah, not gonna happen. <laughs> great idea, though. I mean, great. I, I would love to see that. I, I would like seven little seven little superheroes made into a movie. That'd be awesome. <laughs> <laughs> that would be yeah. cool, actually. And Miss Lion would still have to say the day. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. All right, very cool. Well, Jason, I want to thank you for uh, hopping on with us for a quick few minutes. And um, you want to plug your show and uh, where we can find you? Uh, uh, Conversations with Jason and Pete on Anchor and Google Play. We don't do many podcasts because Pete sometimes is always busy, you know, traveling to baseball park, 
burps and yeah. eating out everywhere. <laughs> so it's difficult to, to get a podcast done. So I, I greatly appreciate getting on here with you guys and uh, talking about comics and movies and stuff like that. And I'm, anytime you want me on, just let me know. Uh, I am starting another, not another, a new venture. It's going to be a, uh, a YouTube page. It's going to be called uh, Ewan's Stomach. It's actually a little, <laughs> it's, it's derived from my uh, Ewan's uh, Stomach blog that I write a food blog. And this is just going to be me like interviewing people at restaurants, like the owners and the, the cooks and stuff like that. And sitting down and eating with them, just like you see on Food Network and things of that, that sort. So I'm going to be starting that. How would you and spell Ewan's? My, my, it's going to be E-W-E-N apostrophe S. Okay. Then stomach. Oh, right on. It, it, it's up there now or not yet? Uh, I do have the page made. I don't have any videos up. I'm, I'm going to be videoing my first video this weekend. Nice. I've just been having like technical problems and stuff like that, but I'm going to video it. And it's just going to be a basic one with my phone of me eating these extraordinary, super hot Chinese ramen noodles. You know, so you know how to take that show over like the that. edge? You need one of those gastrointestinal cameras. So when you're eating, you stuff the camera down your throat. Dude, you need to be sedated. They get one of those things down your throat. What are you talking about? They have have a uh, small pill-sized camera that you can swallow, and they can follow it through the entire intestinal tract. I'm sure it's already affordable. I I would love to see that journey. That would be really cool. (laughs) Except for the last part. That would be a horrible, horrible sight. But, uh... <laughs> it would be almost as bad as Captain Marvel coming out of the heavens and hitting the ship. Uh, uh, but I'm kidding. No, I'm kidding. Silver Surfer. It'll be Silver Surfer. There you go. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> All right. It so look for, okay. <laughs> look for Jason and Pete on Conversations with Jason and Pete on Anchor, Apple, iTunes, uh, Google Play, anywhere you can find uh, podcasts. You guys do. I know you guys You said you don't do a lot of shows, but. Uh, really good, interesting stuff. I like I like the hodgepodge that you guys do. And then, uh, yeah, look out for you and stomach e w e n apostrophe s stomach on YouTube coming soon. Jason, let us know when it's up, and we'll plug it for you so people can go directly there and start watching your vids. I will. Yeah, definitely, I will. Awesome. All right, Jason. Nice talking to you. Thank you. Nice sir. talking to you. Thank you. All right. All right. I'll see you later. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye. Avengers. Assemble. Alan, know what time it is? It's time to hit it. Yeah. It's time to (laughs) freeze. Wow. Uh, Our first quick hit. Yeah. Big quick hit. Uh, Box office, Alan. I don't know if you heard. I don't know if we've talked about it. But the movie came out this past week and it made quite a bit of money. Oh, stop. Uh, To the surprise of no one, Avengers Endgame won the weekend. It owned the weekend, taking in a domestic weekend gross of $357 million. Whoa. Coupled couple that with its $859 million worldwide. And Avengers this past weekend made $1.2 billion. That's what it be, Alan. Billion dollars. What's it be? Wow. Uh, as of today's recording, it is currently at. Drum roll, please. Thank you. Okay, that's all. Uh, <laughs> today, its current domestic is four hundred fifty-two point three million. Its foreign is one point two billion for a total worldwide of, I guess, six days at this point, maybe sevens, one point six six four billion dollars. Definitely expected to break two hundred. Uh, not two hundred. I'm sorry, two billion by the end of the weekend. Well, at least this time next week. 
so the question is, does it beat Avatar 2.8 billion? I pray it does. So do I. I'm so sick of Avatar being the <laughs> I think it will. <laughs> I think it will. You know, I spoke to a lot of people uh, during like the rest of the week. How many people mm. that actually haven't seen it? And they're they're saying they're saying like they're just waiting for the crowd to de- die down, or because he just couldn't get tickets. So right. there there's still a, a very strong itch to get into the theaters for this movie. Mm-hmm. But you're looking; it still has to make 1.2 billion more, which it obviously can do. It should be in theaters for quite a bit, uh, at least another four weeks, you would think, right? Do you think Avatar made that much movie because it was predominantly a 3D movie? Yeah, remember 3D was new. Yeah. So 3D, and I don't know if IMAX played into that either. That's why Avatar made so much money. Um, I because I don't I want to turn this into a crap on Avatar movie. It's not a good movie. I just don't. It's it's not three billion. That's for sure. No. To me, yeah. No. So yeah, I think it's gonna do it. If it doesn't, I don't know what could do it at this point. Because hmm. we're not gonna see another movie like like I don't care what. If Marvel can repeat this in another ten years, I'd be shocked. I just don't know that they have the skills because you know, like the Russos are out of the game as far as we know for foreseeable future. So we don't know. I think I think the stars aligned the past ten years for Marvel. I don't know that they're going to get that again in another ten years. Geez, do you think if if the Russos did not take on Winter Soldier, would we have Endgame today? I don't. I don't, I don't know. Look, we talked about it in one of our previous episodes. That Winter Soldier was a turning point for the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Yeah. There is, and not that it was bad beforehand, but there's a definite pre and post Winter Soldier MCU. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Uh, so just to round out the rest of the weekend, not that it matters. But in second place was the Cur- the Curse of Lorana. La- okay. Which is a horror movie. It made um, money. Well, it was number one last week. I know that for sure. And, uh, I'm sorry. Number two, my bad. Number two last week, buoyed by Avengers Endgame, was Captain Marvel. It made $8.3 <laughs> million. I mean, you know, it came in second. So maybe if you couldn't get tickets to Endgame, you went to Captain Marvel. Uh, it made $8.3 million, And number three was The Curse of the Lorana, $8.8 million, pretty much. So wow. Captain Marvel barely squeaked it out. Captain Marvel has a uh, impressive domestic gross of $413.8 million. And 1.1 billion worldwide now. They've been out over a month now, so that's mind blowing. <sighs> yeah, I don't for, understand. For a 70, 65 audience rating, I think on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah, it's a lot of money. <laughs> All right. Okay. So there's your uh, there's Endgame steamrolling. I have a feeling we're going to be talking about Endgame. Gosh, I can't think of nothing's coming out this weekend. Pikachu, maybe. I don't know. Is Pikachu going to be in Endgame? In two weeks? No, no, no. There are a lot of big Pokemon fans out there. Hmm. So we'll see. Yeah. All right. All right. Wicked. Hey, Jonathan, uh, we got Black Panther and Doctor Strange, Chadwick Boseman and Benedict Cumberbatch. They only have one more uh, picture deal in their contracts. So that would be, what, Black Panther 2, Doctor Strange 2. Um, This is very common for them to... uh, only sign up for a short amount of uh, movies. Do you predict? Do you predict these guys for going for multiple films? Because I can see, I can see Bozeman, but not so much Cumberbatch. Well, the thing is, the weird thing about this is because well, wasn't Evans and and RDJ and Hemsworth signed to like six or nine or something? I remember the thing about Evans was they wanted him for like nine, but he wanted to, he dealt down to six or something, and yeah. he wound up doing more, but. 
for these guys, because Doctor Strange has only been Doctor Strange, Infinity War, and uh, Endgame. So that's three. So he only had a four-year picture deal. And same thing with Black Panther. He's only had a four-year deal. That's a four-movie deal. That's weird because of uh, they were doing these things in trilogies, too. So I don't know. Negotiation uh, tactics, I think. You know, LeBron absolutely. James did that. When he was with the Cleveland Cavaliers, he signed on for just only one-year deals at a time. So every year he was asking for more money. Well, Chadwick, Chadwick will get it because, I mean, Black Panther made a lot of money, right? It did. And not so much um, Doctor Strange, though. I, you know what, though? I, and then we said it on the show also. I like Doctor Strange more in Infinity War and um, Endgame. So if they make him part of the new Avengers, I, I mean, if they give him one more solo, fine. Uh, I don't know that he needs to be a solo act. Like Spider-Man, you want solo movies. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, mm-hmm. But I'm fine having Doctor Strange in Avengers movies. Yeah, oh, totally. Or some kind of group or team, or even like a Ragnarok type situation, one or two other heroes in it. Right. I think you're right. I think it's negotiations. I think they love pay, playing the characters, and uh, uh, we'll see them again. Absolutely. Alan, DC yeah. Comics has launched a year-long storyline. Now, when I first read about this, I didn't know it was going to be a year, so I wasn't going to bring it up, but... Yeah, it's called uh, DC Year of the Villain, and they're it's trying to um, its goal is to I don't know do something with the villains, but it's going to take all year <laughs> and spinning out of the Batman who laughs, who's introduced in Dark Knight Metal, and the Legion of Doom, which is introduced in the most recent iteration of the Justice League. Um, Lex Luthor's playing a main part, and the Batman who laughs, who's in an alternate dimension, Bruce Wayne infected with the Joker's laughing gas. Oh boy! Yeah, uh, and they're coming off of two big. Doomsday Clock is winding up, which introduced the Watchmen into the regular DC universe, which is supposed to explain Rebirth. And I'm reading it, and I don't know what's happening. So, <laughs> And then there's Heroes in Crisis, which I want to get into. It's very convoluted, and they turn a pretty major hero into a murderer. Oh, boy. Which did not make me happy. Yeah, uh, yeah, but it's a year-long. You don't really see that uh, type of thing that often anymore, a year-long storyline, uh, DC, a year of the villains. So, um, you know, if... if, if you know, like every event, it promises major changes to the DC universe. So if <laughs> true major changes come, maybe maybe Rick Grayson becomes Dick Grayson again. Um, <laughs> we'll, we'll report about it. Jeez, that's crazy. Yep. Okay. Wicked. Wicked. Uh, Jonathan, in the last uh, podcast we did, Endgame, if you haven't heard about it, uh, you <laughs> mentioned how cool it would have been to see the Netflix characters pop on down the battlefield. Well, according to this article here, uh, the lawyers, uh, Disney lawyers, uh, had a cease and desist. Uh, apparently, the Daredevil characters, Daredevil, Jessica Jones, and all those guys on the Netflix, they're still under contract, I guess, with Netflix that they can't do anything uh, property-wise up until 2020. So that includes, like, even, um, you know, developing Wait. new content for it. So it's not even on Disney Plus can they use these guys. So, uh so you won't be seeing these guys, and I and I think if it's 2020, and that's what next year, and right. then they start doing things, uh, I guess they they would probably have to do a clean slate if if they choose to use these characters again, don't you think? You mean in terms of actors? Yeah, yeah, I'd probably. I, I I would expect to see new characters, yeah. uh, new actors playing these roles, which is a shame because some of them were pr- perfectly cast. But oh, um, yeah, I, you know you got to bring back what's his name. You got to bring back Rich D'Onofrio as the kingpin. Oh my gosh! I can't see anybody playing him better. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm still uh, this, uh, If I binge any of these seasons, it'll be Daredevil one and three. Right. Because three was so good. 
Yeah, it stinks. That would have been such great fan service if one of those stupid portals popped open and all four, you know, the Heroes for Hire walked out. They'd be sick. They don't even have it to do anything. Awesome. They just have to walk oh. out, and that's all yeah. they had to do. Just scream and fight. <laughs> Jeez, you know, with, with $1.2 billion, you think Disney would cover the, the little bill of, of, of breaking the law? Well, yeah, I know. It sounds like Netflix is just being, you know. Yeah, I hear you. Babies about the whole thing. <laughs> but that would have been sick. It would have been a nice scene. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Alan, Guardians of the Galaxy is reported to begin film uh, three is reported to begin filming in 2020 after James Gunn is, uh, of course, he's back on as director and he was never off as writer, um, but apparently he should be done with Suicide Squad by 2020 and we'll begin production and filming of guardians three now uh in endgame it ends with the guardians being joined by thor who makes the offhanded comment of the as guardians of the galaxy being back together <laughs> um, which is currently a new relatively new few months old series in the marvel comic universe called the as guardians of the galaxy they are guardians of the galaxy made up of well as guardians <laughs> so clever um so I don't know if it was just a nice, nice little homage or that's the direction they're going to go in. They made it look like they were going to be searching for Gomorrah, but then the end of season uh, of the episode, what the heck am I trying to say? The end of Guardians Volume 2, they kind of played with Adam Warlock, so who knows what the story entails. Hmm. Lots of speculation. I think Adam Warlock, who was part of the Soul Stone in comic books, mm-hmm. hopefully that would be pretty cool if they can get Gamora back out of Soul Stone somehow, some way. So you think they're going to get present day Gamora? I think she's dead like the Black Widow, and they're going to be searching for 2014 Gamora, who for whatever reason was at the final battle, but was not at the funeral or anything like that. Yeah, but that's that's kind of awkward. You know, like like to find her, I, I get it. I guess why Star-Lord wants to do it, but the relationship developed only because they've been together for that time period. You know, you can't right. No, you're right. love you just to, you know, whatever. But then I wonder if they open that door. Like, if they bring back Gamora, then is the door open for Black Widow? Hmm. And she is. Oh, cycling it. Uh, <laughs> Scarlett Johansson's getting a roughly $20 million paycheck for her Black Widow solo movie. Oh, right on. Good for her. And, and she's a producer on it, too. So I guess she, she'll throw some points, too, for that. Awesome. Yeah. That's America's ass. <laughs> <laughs> Job. Thank Good you. job, Alan. Yeah, you got it. Uh, <laughs> wow, I can use that. Uh, yeah, so Guardians 2020, James Gunn. Yay. Yeah. Are you excited for it? Um, I, I am a bit. I, I, I am honestly Marvel fatigued. Like, I'm looking forward to Spider-Man, but I'm, I'm kind of glad they haven't announced anything because I have nothing. Like, uh, literally, I don't know what movie I'm going to see in 2020. <laughs> nothing coming out that we know about yet so um, yeah. Star Wars ending and things like that I'm like okay it's it's been we look at the last 10 years you know Marvel Star Wars DC has been great for for comic book fans and movies and uh, like Endgame I feel like a sigh of relief you know it's over the anticipation I loved it <sighs> you know maybe I could start watching independent dramas or something <laughs> <laughs> right yeah Although, as long as we do the show, I'm sure we'll be watching superhero movies. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, Endgame was great, but it, it, it is it is getting exhausting, you know, mm-hmm. especially emotionally with what these characters have been through. It's like, I definitely I, feel I'm sorry. I definitely feel a lot less pressure unless we're definitely doing a show on it yeah. to have to go see some of these movies. Like, I am so not going to New Mutants, at least on opening weekend. I might <laughs> go for it. 
I might go for like a five dollar Tuesday night or something, but right. if I'm bored, exactly. I don't feel that pressure anymore. Like I definitely want to see Spider Man, but it's nice. And I, it's the funny thing is, I didn't realize I was pressuring myself until the pressure was gone. I was like, oh, I've been making myself go to these movies because <laughs> you know we, we just talked with Jason. Jason's like he didn't go see Captain Marvel. I literally don't think I could have not gone see Captain Marvel. Right. Does that make sense? I really like if I missed it, I would have been rocking in my in my house. Like, what am I doing? I need to be at that movie. Yeah, yeah. And well, I really didn't want to go see it. Uh, it, no, I agree with you. I, that's the one movie I felt I like. I think I just had to watch. I like. I had to, even though I didn't want to. And and I, I enjoyed Shazam, but I felt like I had to go see that. Right. If that makes sense. Like I'm glad I went because I did wind up enjoying it. Mm-hmm. But there was a part of me like oh, I gotta go see Shazam. You know. So, <laughs> yeah. So we'll see. Cool. <laughs> Jonathan, Indiana Jones Five. Oh boy, <gasps> they get a new writer. The old writer. Oh, John Kaz, yeah, John Kazan, the son of Lawrence Kazan, of uh, famed Empire Strikes Back, uh, is no longer on the film. Disney's going with another direction. They are hiring, oh boy, what is this guy's name? Dan Fogelman. Uh, this is it's Us. Was Which, uh, this is Us is a great show. Okay. I don't know if it's an Indiana Jones type <laughs> show, though. It's very emotional and. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's it's well. You're the indie fan out of the two of us. What what are your thoughts? Well, I wasn't crazy with John Kazan to begin with, to tell you the truth. Because he wrote Solo, right? He wrote Solo, and I was not impressed with Solo. But then again, I I feel bad because Solo, you know, a, a lot of things was were went on with that movie. New director, um, a lot of writer changes and stuff. So I mean, I can't totally blame him. But um, the the MacGuffin in that for his particular movie was released, and it's something about this gold train that that Germany had. And had supposedly gold on the train and some artifacts. And when I heard that as the MacGuffin, it didn't sound pretty interesting. You know, it's like, oh, so Indy's looking for a train. Well, you know. Right. So it's Nazis again, but it's not even mystical artifacts. It's just. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And, that, and that's that's the thing that you look, you're looking for in an indie movie. It's not just looking for an artifact. It's something magical, mystical. You know, mm-hmm. so, something that's a little beyond what a typical archaeologist would find. And so so if they're doing this for the sake of making it better and a story better, I'm all for it. However, Harrison Ford is not a young guy anymore. It no. almost seems like, geez, are they pushing out this these movies to push him out of the film? I mean, how can he actually do this film anymore? And Spielberg, too. I mean, it can be easy directing at 75 years old. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, yeah, I don't know, dude. I don't know what to what to tell you. Uh, yeah, I just don't know how you're not disappointed by a new Indiana. Like how it's going to live up to the. It, it just can't. I mean, we we recently did a, a our show on the Crystal Skull, and I I was more favorable toward it than the first time I watched it. But I don't know how Harrison Ford running around dressed as Indiana Jones at the age of 75, 76 punching Nazis still I, I mean it just doesn't work for me like, just dude reboot it do yeah something. especially if the idea is, is for him to go against the Nazis then he's way too old for that role right you know I mean if, if they're gonna do like a uh, you know have Harrison Ford and they do flashbacks and it's a different kind of indie I guess that makes sense but right. I mean f- the reason why well there are a lot of reasons why Crystal's Cold didn't work but what they need to do is, is understand that they, if they're gonna keep Harrison Ford then they have to have a character match Harrison Ford's age you can't have him swinging from the rafters at 72 years old. It doesn't make right. sense. Yeah. So. Now, you have your pulse much more firmly on the indie community than I do. Where do they stand on reboots? Uh, well, 
on Facebook recently. Uh, it's mixed right now. So um, mixed in a sense that, in a sense that because it's a new writer and they're going with a totally different MacGuffin, that the movie most likely will be pushed back again. So that's that's the the griping going on right now. And it's true. Right, but the issue, the issue is you're gonna if if you want the character in Indiana Jones to continue, you have to let go of Harrison Ford at some point. Yeah, as fans, sure. as fans, you know what I mean? Sure. Just like look, we, you know, like there's there was rumors like a year ago about Sebastian Stan playing a younger um, Luke. Luke Skywalker, yeah. like after Jedi or something. And I would have been I would have been down with that. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't think they're going in that direction, but I was down with that. So you're you're those are your choices either. You know, Indy gets a Luke Skywalker ending where they just you're done with the character, or he continues as like a Chris Pratt younger guy or whatever. Yeah, you know? yeah, and, and that's where the fan base is split. You know, some people will say it's either Harrison Ford or nobody. Other people are okay with with recasting. You know, I'm actually you know you and I discussed it plenty of times of getting Shortbound involved somehow, some way. Yeah, just, just to make it a little bit. That's different. not gonna happen. Well, that's, that's not gonna. happen. Well, it is Disney. You never know. That's true. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, yeah. So basically, the biggest gripe right now is that for sure, if, if it's if it's a new writer, new direction, most likely they're gonna push out this movie another year. Oh my God! You know what I just realized? What? They could. They could. We're talking about their the Andy's age. Yeah. We just we just saw a whole movie where they de-aged like everybody from the seventies that was popular. Uh, that's true. I'm sure that so they a lot of money though. Well, it's it's still Disney money, dude. <laughs> <laughs> right. Still Lucasfilm and Disney money. So yeah, maybe shoot, maybe you do get a a young and you know, maybe he's de aged to fight the Nazis. I mean, quite honestly, I know we. Well, I I, I watch the Crystal Skull every now and then. Honestly, the really biggest thing, the biggest thing, honestly, is his hair color. Other than that, Harrison Ford still looks really good. Yeah, he Yeah, but Crystal Skull is also almost ten years ago. So yeah, well, that's he was an old old, but. You know, no, he was he. Yeah, I, we judged him harshly when the movie came out, but uh, he looks a lot better now. With, with the, now that he's older, now he looks better. Than that. Yeah, so, uh, right. And you know, and he was mobile and he did this thing, but uh, yeah, I just realized that they'll, they'll probably de-age him. Look, we're at the point where we're we're going to be watching really sophisticated cartoons at this. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, like so like right. famous people are going to be dead for ten years and they're just going to splice together dialogue and you know. We're going to be watching very sophisticated cartoons. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, we'll see. Okay. All right. Yeah. Alan, Cobra Kai season two premiered last week on, <laughs> on YouTube. And, um, uh, of course, YouTube didn't report numbers, but I think it's doing gangbusters. You and I are doing a watch. We're going to do an episode on it. All right. We're going back to the 80s via 2019. Yeah, so... I remember we announced a few months ago on one of the twigs that YouTube was going to stop eventually doing original programming. Yeah. So that kind of left a season three up in the air. Now, I finished Cobra Kai season two. I know you haven't yet. I will say that there it does leave open for a season three. Hmm. I'm trying not to spoil anything, but it does leave open for season three. So we don't know what it is. Last time when Cobra Kai came out, I think they announced season two, like the day after it premiered. And you two have said nothing yet, as of yet, about a season three. Well, if so, the numbers are killer, I mean, and if YouTube doesn't do these kind of like TV serials, there's no problem with maybe like Netflix picking it up, you know? And oh, you know what? Just as I speak, listen to this. So uh, I googled it. Breaking news. 
Breaking news. Twig, special report. Uh, Cobra Kai is a crane kicking is crane kicking its way to another season. YouTube has handed a season three renewal to the Karate Kid sequel. Wow. All right, so at there least you go. we have one season. Good. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I think you were going to say that if YouTube don't pick it up, they could go somewhere else like Netflix or Hulu or something. Well, maybe. Yeah, but it looks like YouTube's picked up, so that's good. Cool. I just hope they make a decision if it's going to be the last season to end it. Like, you yeah, know, they, they, they write an ending for it. They don't leave it open. You know what stinks about Cobra Kai, though? The fact that it is on YouTube and a lot of people, and you have to subscribe to it, and they're not as big as, let's say, Netflix and Hulu and stuff. And Cobra Kai is is such a good storyline that it's a shame that it's not getting like the mass exposure. It deserves wider exposure. It, it, it does, right. like Amazon Prime or something like that. But it is so well done mm-hmm. that it, that it's just a shame that it's not getting the exposure. Yeah. 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 So yeah, I look. I, I can't wait to finish so we can talk about. It. Almost there. Almost there. Almost there. Stay on target. All right. Uh, quick hit. Quick hit. Uh, Jonathan Stan Lee. Uh, oh, we, I forgot. Did we talk about his uh, his cameo in Endgame? Did you like it or not, or what? We we, we brushed upon it in, yeah. in the. Uh, we were both like, yeah, yeah. It was. It was, it was yeah, yeah, it was okay. Anyway, uh, Marvel Studios, according to Kevin Feige, they are putting together a behind the scenes uh, video, most likely for you know the release on digital. Uh, Stanley, all of his all of his cameos, all the behind the scenes stuff, all the B rolls that came out, all the things that that didn't make it. They're all gonna kind of smush that together as like a little bonus feature on the next DVD, which I think is great. You know, and I was really bummed honestly when when Captain Marvel opened and we had the Marvel Studios logo and it's all that Stanley stuff that we didn't see it for Endgame. And I was like, Yeah, I was a little, I was a little concerned about that too. Yeah. Yeah, it was weird. Or maybe maybe the tone of the movie because the movie does start off pretty. Endgame starts pretty, pretty down, pretty yeah. down, and maybe maybe they want. But they, to you know what? They didn't even do the uh, in the beginning. Cut more. Then they do four stand or thank you stand or something like that. I don't they do think a black so. screen. Mm, okay, maybe they did. I don't know. Right. It's a part of my life I want to forget. Well, to go along with that, they also said that this is the the Russos weren't sure, but they think this is his last cameo that he did not. Film one for um, Far From Home. Hmm. Okay. So, yeah, which makes sense. It's the end of the cinematic, you know, this phase. So, sure, sure. Makes sense. All right. Okay. Quick okay. Uh, We had some sad news right before we started recording today's episode. Um, Peter Mayhew, longtime uh, Chewbacca, known for Chewbacca, playing Chewbacca, passed away earlier today at the age of 74. Tributes, yeah, Pour, pouring in on social media from Mark Hamill, Harrison Ford, the current Chewbacca, Jonas, something. Apparently, everybody loved this guy. He's a big, big-hearted fellow, very kind, very personable. Harrison Ford called him a true friend for thirty years, and he loved him, and he's going to miss him. And Mark Hamill had nothing but wonderful things to say about him. I, I think you know you, you're more into medical stuff than I am. He had some kind of giganticism, I guess, and. To even live this long is probably a, a feat in and of itself. Uh, yeah, he is a big guy. I mean, what I read in the article is that he did die of pneumonia, and then he's been having pneumonia for quite some time now. Just kind of like Stanley, mm-hmm. you know. And uh, yeah, when you're when you're that big, it's 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 not normal. Let's put it that way. Yeah. So he, uh, I I feel like I texted uh, our, our our buddy Pete, who I go to cons with. I feel like I saw him at a Steel City con, but I can't remember. And I know he wasn't very mobile. If I did, I saw him somewhere. I know. No, I, you and I saw him at uh, Wizard Philicon. 
Okay, but he was walking then, wasn't he? Mm, well, when I saw him, he was sitting down. Okay. Yeah, he but was I saw, him I, and, yeah. Okay, that's cool, but I think yeah. I saw him afterwards. Okay. Like, rec- I feel like fairly recently. I, I, I did, it all just gets confused. I didn't need him more get his autograph. He was a big man. He yeah. was a very big man. That's huge. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm a little sad about it. And Chewbacca is not one of my favorite characters, but it's it, it's weird that we're losing, you know, first, obviously Carrie Fisher was before her time, but, you know, we're losing these people and it, it, it's coinciding with how they're, they're dying off in the films. I mean, if you think about it, we expect Chewie to be the only, and maybe Lando, if you want to count him, the only survivors from this current Oh, you know, episode nine. You yeah, know? you're right about that. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. it's it's just a weird, it's weird. Mm, yeah. So I, I, I didn't think I would be sad about it. It's, the funny thing is, I was at a con when uh, Kenny Baker died, RTD2 died. I was at a con and Anthony Daniels was there at the con, um, uh, C3PO, and um, it didn't hit me like this. Uh, I didn't, yeah, I didn't think I'd be sad over Chewy. But he brought a lot to the role and, and uh, he's going to be missed. Lovable. Yes. Quick hit. Quick hit. Uh, another person passed away, Jonathan. Japanese writer Kazu Koki, maybe, uh, passed away at the age of 82. Who was he? He was the writer of Lone Wolf and Cub. Lone Wolf and Cub is an anime. Uh, is it an anime? It's a manga. You? The manga, sorry. Uh, that, that Well, boy, that came out a while back. I remember I was reading that and I got all the books back in the early 90s. It's it serialized. You loved it. Oh, man, I loved it. It's basically this father and, and he is a, a ronin and he... It's basically him and his little boy. <laughs> and everyone's trying to kill him, and he's just kicking their butt. Uh, great series, and it's, it's sad to see this guy go. But, uh, yeah, they made some movies about it. They're pretty good, too. But uh, yeah, Didn't they do a cartoon of it, too? Cartoon? I'm not too sure about a cartoon. They, I mean, there were, there were definitely live-action movies that, that I watched that were pretty good and stuff. But uh, Well, what's amazing about Lone Wolf and Cub, it was one of the first mangas to really break through in the United States. Like, they had always been niche but the fact that you, the fact that I, maybe not you so much, the fact that I know who Lone Wolf and Cub was, because I don't gravitate toward anime at all, or, or manga at all, was amazing. And and it was something, when you asked, when it came out, and you asked the comic shop owners stuff, hey, what's new to read, what's good, they would say Lone Wolf and Cub. Absolutely. Uh, it definitely influenced, I think, the whole Wolverine as a samurai, well, Ronin saga that was kind of big in the 80s. Mm-hmm. Um, and it influenced a lot of other things. I can't. Like, you know, because he's taking care of a baby, right? Yeah, so he's bringing yeah, around so. to send all, all of his adventures, and mm-hmm. and the, the the themes are just very adult in nature. And I mean, you you will see beheading, you know, this, which was groundbreaking at the time. Exactly, you know? exactly. So yeah, another another creator in the, in the comic book universe has passed away. Yeah. Mm. All right. <laughs> Quick it. Quick it. Alan, this under what the what? Okay. <laughs> Uh, the movie, the movie service Cinemia, which was like Movie Pass, where you pay one price and you go to X amount of movies a month, yeah. has shut its doors rather unexpectedly. I'm going to read you. Uh, if you go to the Cinemia website, this is what pops up. It's kind of a, a letter to everybody. I'm going to read it. It says, "Dear customer, today with a heavy heart, we're announcing that Cinemia is closing its doors and ending operations in the U.S. effective immediately. As Cinemia, we set out on a journey with the vision to help as many moviegoers as possible to enjoy an affordable and better experience at the movies by creating a movie ticket subscription service that adds value for both the moviegoers and the movie industry. Since 2014, we've been fine-tuning our model and serving moviegoers with a set of affordable, flexible subscription plans. We are all witnessing that the future of moviegoing is evolving through movie." 
ticket subscriptions. However, we didn't see path to sustainability as an independent movie ticket subscription service in the face of competition from movie theaters as they build their own subscriptions. Thanks to the cost advantage and cross-selling opportunities, movie theaters will be prominent in the movie ticket subscription economy. Blah, 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 blah. Sincerely thank our customers into believing us. We are so grateful to have the opportunity to share our dream with you. Sincerely sending me eight. They're not telling you that if you... Uh, if you re-up your subscription up until this notice, you're not getting your money back. Oh. Yeah, they leave that in a nice little note. <laughs> uh, now, why I files under what the what is because MoviePass still exists for some crazy reason. <laughs> uh, you and I both punched out a MoviePass after our year was up and after they were strangling us every week with new restrictions right. to the point where the only movies you could see were movies that MoviePass was producing. <laughs> <You know? laughs> so, uh, yeah, um, I I don't think you signed up for anything new, but I, I did sign up for the AMC movie, uh, the A plus, whatever it's called. Mm-hmm. Which my first two months I didn't use a lot because there really wasn't much to see. But I've been jamming it out the last week and a half. Nice. Yeah, I, I've been pre. What's great about A plus was you know ne- not Netflix, um, Movie Pass. You had to buy that day you were going. Yeah. AMC, I'm I'm pre buying. I already have my ticket for. John Wick Three, Aladdin, and Detective Pikachu. So what what is making AMC work? That's so different than, let's say, yeah, like Cinemia, and why well, everyone's leaving uh, what a movie, whatever. Well, I'm assuming it's because Cinemia, because remember, MoviePass had to buy their tickets. Yeah. So if, if you know, if I went to Regal, if I went to AMC via my MoviePass, they had to pay Regal or AMC for that ticket. AMC, I'm only going to see AMC movies, so I'm not buying a ticket. They're getting my twenty dollars a month. Oh, I see. And I'm buy, I am buying more snacks, which is the plan. Right, gotcha. So they're 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 basically just giving you a seat to move it at. They probably have a seat anyway. Gotcha. You know, I mean, when the, when you think about a a plus, probably they probably lost money. Mm-hmm. Maybe not even not. Um, if you don't count the food, they probably lost money on Endgame because those moves are being filled up. Right. But me going to detect a Pikachu at four o'clock on a Friday. Am I really taking someone else's seat? <laughs> you know, it, it, it's kind of like an airplane. It's like they're selling you an empty seat. They're giving you an empty seat, but you're still buying food. Right, exactly. Does that make sense? So yeah. so there's it's, it's money anyway, so yeah. why not? So that's probably why it works. And I think that's the future. And I like Regal a lot more than AMC. I wish Regal would get off their butts and get something together. Right. So I could, you know, go back to Regal. Absolutely. And, and AMC's smart. They're not they're not letting you use your reward. You don't get any reward for the movie tickets. You get it for the food and stuff you buy. Mm-hmm. Um, but they're not letting you get any rewards. Okay. So it works out. Nice. See, so yes, yeah, so movie pass. I can't wait. I don't know why I, I want to report the death of movie pass. <laughs> <laughs> a little celebration. I feel, you know, I feel screwed by it. I think you feel that way, too. Oh, absolutely. We're, Every yeah. week, exactly like you said, they were putting more restrictions on, on how to use their, their service. It was it was unusable. Yeah. Or, or it wasn't like the restrictions wasn't enough to want to do it. I don't think I saw a movie in the last two months of owning it. Yeah, same here. Same here. Yeah. Well, you couldn't. Like the movies that they offered were just terrible movies. Right. Yeah. Okay. All right, great. Uh, Jonathan, we have a new Star Wars movie coming out at the end of the year with J.J. Abrams at the helm. And he did admit he consulted George Lucas. My question to you is, I thought that was weird. I, was, I thought it was weird to read because Lucas was... Was he? I mean, I guess he was kind of crucified for episodes one, two, and three. You know, mm-hmm. it's it's like I thought the idea was to distance themselves from George Lucas, but uh, uh, yeah, I thought it was weird that J.J. Abrams wanted to reach back out to him to figure out how to f- 
fix this hot mess that they're in right now. Well, they did. Uh, they did back away from it. And look what happened. True. So, you know, you run right back to him. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I think the uh, and, and look, the thing is, George, no one ever accused George of having bad ideas. He just went unfettered, and no one, no one reined him in. You get the prequels again. Exactly. Yeah. We we said it when we talked about last Jedi. The prequels are still Star Wars movies. Yeah. You know what and I mean? They feel like Star Wars. They're movies. they're poorly yeah. written Star Wars movies, poorly yeah. directed Star Wars movies, <laughs> but they're still Star Wars movies. They feel like Star Wars movies. Yeah. Last Jedi. I don't know what the heck I was watching. <laughs> so, I don't blame them for going back, and and hopefully JJ smart enough to take to pick out the good stuff. You know, yeah. Look, em- Empire is Empire because Kasdan's involved. It wasn't Lucas's story alone. You know, yeah, yeah. Um, and Irving Kirshner was the director, I think, right? Yeah. So that's why Empire is Empire. Of course, George Lucas had a lot to do with it, but it wasn't just George Lucas. So yeah, going I, it makes total sense to me. Not, I mean, if they turned the movie over to George Lucas, I would have had a problem. But <laughs> you know, just say, hey, George, what do you think about this? And then you know. Yeah, yeah, you know, I I agree with you. I I think it it was a pretty nice move for JJ to do that, just to get like what was the vision of Lucas for the Skywalker thing, you know? Because with the Last Jedi, you know that that a hole just kind of like said, "No, we're done with it," (laughs) you know. So it's it's nice that he's trying to figure out what was the real, true vision of the Skywalker lineage, and so yeah, yeah, I'm curious to see if he retcons any of that. Oh, he will. (laughs) You know, like I think he will. I mean, it just, do you, do you think JJ had bigger plans for Phasma or no? Oh hell yeah! You think he had bigger plans, or he just wanted to have a cool Boba Fett type character? Oh, she looks cool in her armor. No, I, I believe a lot of the characters that he created to some degree had a future, and it could because he set everything up for a future. That's true. And Ryan Johnson just said, "Eh, eh, I'll go my own way," <laughs> and, and so it just feels so awkward. So we'll see. But the, uh, look, we, again, we've talked about it before. The, the air is taken out of my tire when it comes to this movie. I'm just like, what else? Come on. Uh, I'll go see it. Of course. Maybe, maybe a new trailer will make me feel excited, but we'll see. Yeah. All right. Click it. All right. Click it. Uh, and finally, Alan, uh, this Saturday, May 4th, get your butt down to your local comic store. It is not only Star Wars Day, may the 4th be with you, but it is also free comic book day. But what? Yeah. So I'm just going to list... Uh, you know, like 10 titles that are coming out. So uh, Titan Comics is going to have a uh, 13th Doctor, Doctor Who comic out for free. Uh, Marvel's doing an Avengers book. Image is doing, I'm sorry, Valiant is doing a Bloodshot special. Uh, Dark Horse is doing a Stranger Things comic. Image is doing a Deadly Class. Disney is doing a Descendants. Vault Comics is doing Interceptor. Looks pretty good. I don't know what it is, but uh, it looks pretty good. Viz Media is doing Pokemon. Uh, Archie is doing a Riverdale Season 3 special. IDW is doing a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles comic called Casualty of War, which I might actually pick up. And uh, DC is doing a Catwoman, Under the Moon, a Catwoman Tale special. And Boom Studios is doing Welcome to the Weediverse. There'll be other comics by some of the same companies, but those are like the major. They're, they're, the list is the gold comics coming out. So there's gold, silver, and um, silver. <laughs> silver. So, uh, yeah. So, yeah, run out there, support your local comic shop, get some free comic books. You know, check the internet. Your local store might be doing something pretty cool. And, uh, yeah, you know, support them. All right. All right, Alan, let's end quick hits and let's end the laps of the week. Bing geek. This is Alan saying, love you 3000. Oh, and this is John saying, I told you not to touch you there. <laughs> And you stay classy wherever you are. Peace. Peace.